Blog Talk Radio. Happy Memorial Day weekend, and welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. This is our Saturday, May 29th edition of Beyond the Gate Radio. I'm your host, David Baker, and I'd like to introduce you to our frequent co-host, Sherelle. Sherelle, how are you doing today? Wonderful, David. Thank you. I'm happy to be on the radio today, and it's beautiful outside and I'm hoping everyone is enjoying the beginning, middle of their Memorial Day weekend. We do too, and we send prayers and blessings of thanks for those who gave their lives for protecting our country. I'm a vet, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway, if you like our show, Beyond the Gate Radio, please press the follow button on the radio show page. And uh, look at our guest bio there. There's some links, including an Amazon link below in the bio. Before I go on about our guest, I just want to let you know that our next show, Saturday, it's unusual for Saturday, but I do it as I have to for the availability of the guest. But next uh, month, June 11th on Saturday, at the same time, we're going to have uh, Michelle White Dove, psychic medium, author, and TV personality on our show next. But tonight, we have Marie St. Louis. And Marie St. Louis is a psychic and a spiritual medium with international clientele and a growing celebrity list. She began conducting sessions from her kitchen table for clients and then moved on to read at amazing parties and unique social events. She believes that no event is too small or location too far for sharing her gift with people looking to receive guidance or looking to connect with deceased loved ones. Marie also works with law enforcement and families on criminal and missing persons cases. Marie lives in Phoenix, Arizona, where the two rescued cats, numerous houseplants, and visiting spirits. Just like us, all of us mediums. Yes. <laughs> she is presently <laughs> writing her second book in the RSVP form, Heaven Series, and other creative projects. And she she was also featured in the May 2016 edition of Lightworker Advocate Magazine. Her website is mariestlouis.com. That's www.mariestlouis.com. Just all small case, straight across, no hyphens or anything. MarieStLewis.com, which is also posted on the the website here in her bio on the bottom, and in the chat room, and in the chat room. So, without further oh, you know her book that I just read. Her first book is called RSVP from Heaven. I read it from cover to cover. 
you know, even though I was really busy that week after I received it, I read it in uh, three days. So if I had called the reading time, I would have said I read it in a couple hours. I couldn't put it down. She is. That's right. That's uh, right. I know a lot of psychics and mediums over the years, and I tell you, Marie St. Louis is very special. She is an amazing medium and person, and she has a big heart. So without further ado, uh, welcome, Marie St. Louis. Well, hello, Sherelle and David. How are you doing tonight, and listeners and people in the chat room? Great. (laughs) I'm doing great. Great. Our cats are doing great, and so (laughs) that's a good thing. Yeah, we have the the cat connection there. I wish I could have a lot more. <laughs> I know what you mean. Just as long yes. as you're not work, walking on a keyboard and meowing when I'm trying to do the show, <laughs> it's all good. Let's give them treats before the show because they were just meowing everywhere tonight. <laughs> Mine usually start knocking on the door in a few minutes, so <laughs> it's happened before during interviews. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you um, enjoyed RSVP from Heaven. That makes me really happy. Um, it was a labor of love <laughs> writing the book. And, you know, I believe that. And I'm in a really you know, jovial, happy mood tonight. I guess it must be your fantastic energy because when we first you know, talked to you this evening, just before the show started, I started feeling all happy and everything. I said, wow, she's got great energy. Amazing. That's good. Yeah. It's probably from all those different events that I go to. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's been quite an adventure uh, the last uh, going on close to 10 years. And I'm just riding this wave, and it's been an incredible uh, journey so far. I don't want to get off. I understand that. Now, your your book tells of those experiences of all the readings you did and the places you went and all that. And, uh, you know, first of all, some of the events can be quite loud. And like, wow, you're a wire. How did you make it through all of that busyness and mm-hmm. loud sounds at times and things like that? I'm amazed at that. But what I'd like the listeners to know about you first is... Uh, I'm assuming you were born with a gift and discovered it at a certain time. And how did you get to the point from that to trusting it and then doing your first reading? Yeah, so my first experiences were when I was five years old, um, seeing shadowy figures, you know, spirit, also hearing uh, voices, um, messages, I really felt drawn to it. It felt natural. I went to Catholic school for several years, and I was always fascinated with religion class, like learning about the saints and uh, the whole concept of heaven and hell. And it just felt like it was like two little chain links that hooked together. So the gift and, and the you know, there's a huge difference between religion and spiritual, but for me that's, you know, it was felt like the catalyst of it. Started making my little first little predictions when I was, you know, younger for my family. And then uh, just kind of put it on the back burner 
about junior high school, high school, I started doing like little readings for classmates. I never told them, you know, I'm a psychic, but they used to call me the psychic. And then just during the course of life, um, you know, going to college and 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 during my working hour, um, working time as a teacher, I've always uh, once in a while would just give impromptu readings to like coworkers and and family and friends. The huge catalyst was about ten years ago. I was employed at a juvenile correctional facility here in Phoenix and went through an, an incredible intense depression that even just to comb my hair I would cry. And wow. I and I, I'm not a real fond person of medication, so what I did was I I started uh doing an intense prayer routine every single day with um, my novenas and other protection prayers. And then it was about the same time that my brother was encouraging me to start doing readings for people. Started doing readings from my kitchen table, word of mouth. I was known as the underground psychic to all my clients because I was a teacher during the day and I had to separate the two. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I've mentioned in other interviews, I've actually lost several jobs um, because of it. And then I was employed in a, on a psychic line, which was the best experience for me. And just intense calls, one right after another. And that gave me, like, my foundation. And then everybody wants to know how I get to events. And it was really fueled by my fear. And fear can either paralyze you from your dreams. Yes. Or, and boy, do I know that, and I had to work through it. I was pushed, excuse me. I really feel like it was pushed from spirit uh, to go into the public, which I was petrified. One, I didn't have confidence in myself and in my spiritual gift. I, I take what I do extremely, extremely serious with my clients. And number two, I was petrified doing um, one-on-one sessions with people. I was fine at the kitchen table, but and then that's how I started doing events. That's amazing. There's a lot of amazing things here, but I'm not totally shocked or surprised. No, I... I've been uh, researching this and doing this for years, but not professionally until about the same time you did, about 10 years ago. And some amazing uh, parallels are 10 years ago, I was also working in a correctional facility, but for adults, not juveniles. That's one. You have two cats. (laughs) We have two cats. I started at kitchen table. You did. I started with cards until... uh, one day at an event, you know, after I released my first book, and there was a line. I did readings for five hours straight with no break. And I had to stop using I threw the cards in a box, and just that's when I first started doing without the cards. You know, I think we all go through that. And then a lot, you know, I was, you know, in the beginning, I had doubts too, just like you did. But my wife yelled at me, but, you know, nicely, <laughs> like, stop it trust it 
you know, just do, you know, like she's, I'm the, I'm the, she's telling me how I should do it. And she was totally right, you know? And so it went from there, but it's step by step, you know, a reading at a time, then several and more. So, you know, that is kind of like a picture for probably most psychic mediums, but not all. And I just had to tell you that because I feel that's, not only does it validate you, but it's amazing. You know, like I thought I was the only one, but no, here's somebody else's just like me. And, and also the Phoenix, Arizona connection. We have friends down there and we have somebody on the radio show. He has a book about the Bible and why spiritual gifts are not evil. It be proved mm-hmm. in the Bible. And we also spent time at Sedona, Arizona ourselves. So there's mm-hmm. so many coincidences here. I don't think there's coincidences. Yeah. I think there's synchronicities. Things don't happen That's by amazing. accident. Just like you didn't come on the show by accident. And also right. because you're an amazing psychic medium. I'm going to say that again. You're an amazing psychic medium. Throughout those doubts, just, you know, bam, whatever comes, and you do it. I can tell by your book. In your book, yeah. you had some amazing readings, even with celebrities. And wherever you went, you know, the average house husband or housewife to the celebrity uh, business person, it doesn't matter who it is, it's, the connection is the same. And you did it over and over and over again. That's why I can't wait for your next book. So can you tell us a little bit about how was it harrowing a little bit? You know, you had to bring in your equipment and set up for the event. They always put you in the back. Oh, that's the psychic. Put her in the back. Then you do the stop <laughs> yes. music. So how was it in the beginning days of some of your first events? Yeah. Um, nine times out of ten, I wasn't wanted. And my very first event, which I just kind of briefly was a – re-grand opening of a beauty salon in a run-down strip mall in northwest phoenix there was two other vendors one stay-home mom making scented candles the other one making homemade soap so that was my first event and then my i call my first official event was the radio station sponsored swap meet at a casino parking lot here in phoenix sponsored um, like i said a radio station Basically, you know, when I started, it's like these events, they have little vendor fees that you pay for your little space. Right. And uh, when I arrived, it just exactly like in the book. I mean, I pulled up, and you know you're not welcome. He didn't, you know, the event coordinator was looking at a piece of paper, didn't even look up, and I saw that black arrow (laughs) going to the corner of the right. swap meet, the furthest space away. And that's where I was. I was sent to the furthest space away in the corner by the chain link fence and a trash can. So that's where I set up. And um, I really encourage all the listeners to go to Amazon.com. You can read um, the first uh, several pages to find out what happened. But I was actually um, verbally accosted by a woman uh, identifying herself as a born-again Christian, basically saying you're going to hell for what you're doing. And I I was in complete shock. I That was not the warm welcome that I was expecting. But through the course of all the years and different events, I've had a – it's never – it has not been a, a bed of roses – um, it's been very challenging. The rejection from basically the general public 
has been, um, it has hurt to the core of my soul, but I'm taking that strength that I got, uh, that I received from that um, to touch the lives of those who come to me. Because on the flip side is that even though I might be be at an event for five or six hours, maybe I only read for three people because they're not expecting a psychic medium to be at a cancer awareness party or a veterans uh, fundraiser or the salsa festival that I touch lives uh, no matter how many come to me. So it's, like I've mentioned, it's been quite the journey and I'm going to continue the experiences I have with these people just have um, touched my life. They always say, you know, Marie, you've touched my life. I always feel like it's the other way around um, because I've, I have I have, you know, a story for everything. Well, I can only speak for California and not Arizona or the South or anything like that. Even though, you know, we all know that South is kind of like the, the Bible Belt to different extents in different states. And uh, also, if you go to an event that sells automobile tires, you know, they're not going to expect to see somebody <laughs> selling a bottled water there. So, you know, I can understand that. But Yeah, exactly. When I, when I first started this out, you know, people would laugh at you or you didn't dare go on the radio, they'd laugh you off. You know, mm-hmm. or are you seeing pink elephants or something? What's wrong with you? You know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But now it's changed, you know, with John Edward, and Ben Prague, and all those people over the years. Now there's one-third of the shows on TV are paranormal, psychics, means, and all that. So now it's pretty much widely accepted out here. And once I, mm-hmm. I got going on it, I had no problem. I had, you know, lots of people. But that's in California. I, I don't know about the rest of the United States, but I know different mm-hmm. parts of the country people think in uh, different ways. So, right. You know, I know if you've thought about coming to some events out in California or going back east or somewhere, there's a lot of psychics there too. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I would love to eventually travel, you know, all over um, and do different events. That's always, you know, been my goal, and I'm like, wow, I would love to do that. You know, I've had other events here. Um, well, you've been to California. You've been to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. You already, you already came out here and you read for some, all kinds of people, including celebrities. I read that in your yeah. book. And uh, even the, the people there that some of them came nonchalantly to your table. Yeah, okay, tell me. And they left shocked. I mean, you, you really proved it to them, didn't you? You really showed them. Yeah, that was my uh, my Halloween chapter. I couldn't get booked here in Phoenix for Halloween. I was selling, sending emails. I was calling, contacting. I'm showing in person. Couldn't get booked. Spirit guide told me in September, you are going to Los Angeles, a city that I have never been to before, even though, you know, I'm like, like what, eight hours drive away. And um, I started researching parties in a, that were being held in Los Angeles and um, emails and, and phone calls and, Finally got a hold of an event coordinator and read for her. And then she said, what other parties do you want to do? And I told them, you know, I want to do the Hustler party. I want to do the Playboy party. So she said, call the, all the event coordinators back and tell them that I recommend you because of the reading that you gave me. So that's 
yeah, so I ended up going to California a few years ago with my brother. Had all my every event. Usually, is every event I've got um, a card table. I've got two chairs. I've got a um, suitcase, you know, with little ro- roller wheels on it, filled with my decorations and other supplies. But yeah, so I ended up going to the parties. Red for uh, porn stars Friday night was the hustler party. And then Saturday night was Playboy Party at another nightclub, which uh, my table was right alongside the red carpet. I was able to see everyone that came in. The costumes were unbelievable. And read until I believe that party was over at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And then Sunday night was Maxim Magazine Party at the Supper Club. So, And I chronicled that in my in Chapter 7 of the book. So... Yeah, it's one of those, I look at it as like a one in a million opportunity to, to do those parties. So it was a it was a great time. Well, as a person with experience and knowledge and have great intuition, this is actually me and myself, I can see that not only are you an innovator, but a mover and shaker. And I see great success. You know, nobody starts off easy. We all have the struggle, okay? We have our ups uh, and downs, but... Yeah. My saying is never give up. And those that don't, they get up off the couch and do something about it, they're successful. But not only that, your gift, you have the advantage of that too. You have an amazing gift. I couldn't believe, I haven't, I know a lot of psychic mediums that, you know, go through different things to get do, you know, rituals or whatever they do. I need to see a picture, touch this, touch your hands, whatever. But you can instantaneously, I mean instantaneously, contact the spirit, the spirit guide, do the reading. I mean, you know, no bars held. You you just do you just get right into. I mean, I was reading. I said, man, she is good. She is good. I mean, I'm not saying a lot of other people are good. They have to do what they have to do to connect. Everybody's different. But you know, you are good, and I know that uh, you're going to help a lot of people. You know, I'm just, I mean, I, I know a lot of psychics and mediums, but what I'm trying to say is give you a compliment, you know, that you're a natural ability, you were meant to do this. And I think we all are meant to do it, you know, some from childhood, some mm-hmm. from whatever, some a little bit later on in, in life, and there's a reason why we start when we do. But, man, those people should be, you know, down there, you're going to wake up a lot of people down there. Maybe that's why you're down there. It's a little slow. But, you know, somebody has to be the pioneer. And I think you're one of the major pioneers that's going to wake up another part of the country that's just a little slow to adapt to this. But it sounds like you're doing a pretty darn good job. Ah, uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I've had some incredible experience. Some of the event coordinators lo- locally have been wonderful. I work with a, a group of them, and, you know, I've got them on my little list, and they've invited me. I did a, a glow-in-the-dark party just a couple of weeks ago, which was a fun party. And I'm doing the South Scottsdale Festival of the Arts um, June 4th. So that will be at a Vietnamese restaurant. They're going to have bands playing, like local bands playing all night long, and local artists. And then I will also be doing readings there, too. And I've done, you know, you know, in the book, I do events from A to Z. I do a lot of charity fundraisers. Um, and 
some of the events. I mean, I did a medical marijuana festival. It's in the book. I absolutely love that event. It was, um, you know, it puts me in a different environment. It, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I always said it's just, you know, it's my gift isn't like a, a one size, you know, fits all kind of thing. I, I, I do psychic fairs and I do um, holistic fairs and I'm going to be doing one in June 12th here in Phoenix. Um, but it says, you know, it's, I share my gifts with those who need me the most, no matter where I meet them. Well, you want to uh, tell people where in, in Phoenix you're going to be doing it at, go ahead and just tell them so you can get more people to come on down there because we have listeners in, in Arizona as well. Yeah, the, I'm doing the, I'm looking at my little calendar here, the South Scottsdale Festival of the Arts. And this is, if you go to my website, you'll under, click under events. I list everything there. I am going to be at the Holistic Fair uh, sponsored by Purple Lotus Productions on June 12th. I always recommend people, if they've ever, um, have not ever gone to a psychic fair, go to one. You have to go to one in your life. This one, um, I believe the last time they had it, they had over 60 vendors, psychic mediums, healers, people sell, um, selling merchandise, and they also have free lectures the entire time during the day. I won't be giving a lecture, but uh, maybe next time. So that's so far on my on my list. I kind of took a little break because Valentine's Day. I know it was in February, but I did like three parties within like two days, and I've done. A, I did a two fetish parties in in March. So I'm kind of taking a little break right now during the summertime. And also, it's Phoenix, so it's not really fun to sit out in 120, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I have, and I have more than once, you know, out there in 120 degree weather, you know, at my table, you know, waiting for someone who is needing, you know, guidance, so. Well, I feel Arizona is a friendly psychic medium state, because definitely in Sedona, you know, there's all kinds of things going on there in Scottsdale and other places. They even have a psychic radio show down there, and amongst other things. And uh, I think you're doing good. You're doing a, a lot of things. Um, that's absolutely wonderful. You're continuing on. And I think it's like a, you throw a snowball down the hill and it's going to get bigger and bigger and go faster and faster and further and further. And that's what I see you doing. And you know, you deserve it. I can't wait for your your next book to come out. Tell us just a little bit about your your second book. You know, without giving away <laughs> everything, a little bit right. about your second book in the RSVP from Heaven series. Right. So, um, the readers have been contacting me either through telephone or email, saying when's the second one coming out. They love the first one. So I am hoping for 2017. It'll um, it'll be packed with all new events. One chapter, I'll just give you a couple because I don't want to give the whole book away. But one of them, I did a uh, tattoo and motorcycle event with over a thousand bikers that showed up. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, so that will be one of my chapters. And I'm also, I did an event called Circus de Kink, and that is 
of local fetish events, so that will be in the book also. And then, you know, I've got some, I'm trying to pick and choose. I never run out of material because there's so many events. And um, so I'm going to pick and choose, probably keep it uh, eight to ten chapters. I make it a quick book. I know people are, you know, they've got family, careers, children, et cetera, and I kick it, uh, keep it as a as a, a quick read, really. It's not a 400-page book, so I keep it. And I always envisioned it as a series. So as long as people love to read the stories, I'm going to keep writing. That's amazing. And, you know, that's a lot of fun. And you know what? It does take a lot of energy to do those readings. You know, a person can be wiped out. Even if they take the proper protections and precautions, you still can feel somewhat drained anyway, you know, because we're talking about using real uh, energy. Now, I know you take the proper protection precautions and all that, and you have some awesome saint candles like St. Michael and all that. I know about that because, again, another <laughs> thing between <laughs> you and I, I grew up as a Roman Catholic myself as well, too. You know, until I kind of drifted out of religion, but mm-hmm. and I know that and spirituality is different. So right. that's amazing. And my question was, uh, which I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I call it psychic amnesia. So as my cat jumped up on my keyboard and started walking around. I know. <laughs> Mine so, yeah. just was meowing at the door, and I'm like, oh, they they were quiet all afternoon. <laughs> they just know. They just know. <laughs> right. So here's a question for maybe we have some new listeners or something they are curious about the show. You know, we have the uh, people like Nick French and other people that listen to our show all the time, and then we have, you know, occasionally new people that come on the show. So uh, what I believe is uh, your some of your psychic abilities or psychic clairs, as they call them. One of them is clairvoyance, and the other one is clairaudience. And I'm not sure if you use claircognizance or not. But uh, could you explain a little bit about your abilities and, and how they work, so people can understand how you're making the connection? Yeah, I I believe that uh, the clairvoyancy has to be my strongest, and that is clear seeing. Um, I explain to people when I read for them, especially at the social occasions and parties, over 90% of the people I read for have never had a psychic reading. A lot of them can be apprehensive and like believing all the stereotypes that, you know, I'm going to be bringing messages of gloom and doom uh, and pull out, you know, a little doll with pins. But um, so clairvoyancy is my strongest, I believe, Um clear audience. I also, it's this whole, some of the messages that come through are so intense for me. I I tell people I can feel them through my bones. It reaches that, um, that far into me. I'll get also physical symptoms. I'm sure you can, I know you can relate, <laughs> like um, different things. I can get like goosebumps and or sick to my stomach. I've I've done readings where people were um, asking about specific people in their lives or meeting a new man in their life or or a new woman, and I just am not feeling that person. <laughs> I'll actually get physically sick. 
so um, my style is very direct. It's it can tend to be rapid fire. I have to learn. I need to work on slowing things down. I really need to do that. But it must be the Aries in me. And I never withhold information from clients. If you contact me regarding a relationship issue or career, and I am getting a message about something else, then I will pass on everything to you. I encourage people to take notes, but that's that's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, take notes, or um, especially on the radio, um, to listen through the archives. I really feel like that's important. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, David. Go ahead. <laughs> you ever have it? Uh, have you ever experienced any precognitive dreams, which is different than a premonition? Because a premonition is you have a feeling that you know something is going to happen, but you're not sure exactly what. But precognition is. You see something happen in a dream, and the next day you uh, listen to the news and it happened. Has that ever happened to you? You know, um, there has been different, um, you know, things that have popped up um, just recently because it just happened like a day ago. I This past week I kept having a reoccurring uh, dream of a uh, – I saw a um, – like a large convenience store, you know, like sold liquor. And then I was walking through the building and then I saw like there was a spot in the back for a small restaurant. And I'm like, what is this, you know? And so kept having recurring dreams. Well, a a client contacted me um, just within a couple days ago and said, guess what? Um, She goes, they like, my clients love to call me back and, you know, validate information. So, she says, I found the spot for my restaurant. You know, I've been looking for a small spot. I'm just starting off. And she says, yeah, I found it. And I said, oh, what is it? And she's like, I met this man, and he owns um, a convenience store in the city. They sell mainly liquor there. And in the back is a small space for a restaurant. So here I was, and I told her I, that's the dream I've been having for the past two or three days. Oh my so that, goodness! I mean, that is so great. I made the con- yeah, so I made the connection. So I'm, I'm really happy for this client. Um, she's been working extremely hard. This is her first restaurant. She's starting off small, um, and I'm just excited for. Her. But yeah, it was the same spot. So things like that will come through. I usually write them down or. You have a just journal. Make kind of like a motation. Yeah, I. Yeah, I do. Too. I wasn't. Yeah, I was never um, much of a writer. Me um, either. Really <laughs> growing up, I wasn't. I was into art. I loved to draw and I loved to cook. And it was my brother um, that suggested that I start taking journals to these events. And he's like, you're telling me these stories and people will want to hear them. And so I went to the dollar store, picked up a handful of journals and some plastic pens and that's what I started doing. I started um, writing down uh, my experiences, you know, what I was feeling, things that were going around me, what was happening and yeah, that's how I gave birth to the book. Well, you're sure you're not, Jim. Now you have a lot in common with me too. That's amazing. <laughs> a very supportive brother, which I'm going to ask you about in a minute and sometimes I like to go back. Uh, you know, I you know I never thought to ask this to anybody before, so I'm going to ask it to you. And I don't mean to put you in the spot or anything like that, but 
This is something simple, you know. I, and, and I don't know if it happens to you or not, you know, because I know different things happen to different uh, mediums, psychic mediums and readings. But why, do you know why, it, or does it ever happen to you? Okay, sometimes I get clear audience. I can hear the voices, like a, mm-hmm. a dog barking or somebody yelling at me or something. But mostly the time it's uh, clear cognizance where I'm just getting a telepathic transfer of information, right? Why do mm-hmm, I mostly mm-hmm. get that? I get, you know, clairvoyance like you do, like I'm, I'm looking at somebody or watching a video or something like, okay, I see that. But as far as right. the clear cognizance, you know, I get, you know, and it's fast because spirit is fast, just like you said earlier, you know, like you got to slow down because it's coming to you fast. But why do I only get it? Some mediums say, oh, yeah, they hear the voices and they see the stuff or whatever, or they feel it. Why do I only get clear audience once in a while? Is it because spirit is really pushing on something so they decide, you know, forget sending the telepathic information to my head, they're going to yell at me, or what is it? And some people, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know why that happens. Does it ever happen? So it's like only that? happening in a certain times. I, I feel yeah. like they, yeah, they communicate to us and through us in, in the way, in the manner that they feel fit for the person that you're sitting with. I mean, I ask, you know, before I, you know, read for people, I ask for, you know, clear and accurate descriptive information to come through and I just really feel like it's spirit guides or whatever you know your beliefs are you know archangels or and I feel like they're communicating in the best possible way at that moment that's the way they chose to be I totally agree yeah it doesn't feel like um, you're not lacking in it it just feels like it's not the number one uh, manner in which they want to communicate with you. So. I totally believe that. That makes sense. And that does sound like my spirit guides. You know, they will push stuff. If I don't say something that I keep getting, they keep pushing right. it until I say it. And they said, oh, I keep seeing this birthday cake. You know, they keep showing me. And then they say, oh, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Or but, you know, or if I'm ignoring something, then I'll start hearing it. So that makes total sense. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> I forgot to ask you, how did you go? I assume you started with cards and then no cards, or how- yeah, we have so many similarities. It's amazing. I started when I first started reading. You're gonna laugh on this. I used to hold my hands out and have the client place their hands on top of mine, and I used to close my eyes because I was so nervous. Nothing wrong. That's with how that. I started. So that's how I started. That's how I started. And then I went into the cards, the tarot cards. I did a little bit of pendulum, but I just feel like it was so limiting and it just wasn't for me that I did the cards. I I couldn't even memorize. My mind is constantly racing. I could not memorize each meaning for the cards, so I, re- I, I read intuitively. <laughs> so I did the cards for a while, and then I had... Uh, this woman I know, an t- older Italian uh, psychic medium, she's like, you don't need tools. She says, I can hand you a paper clip and you, you'd read from it. So she's like, get rid of the cards, you don't need them. So that's when I had to wean myself off the cards. That's um, that's so now I just do uh, the automatic writing. I love, see, I'm just like, I'm a toucher <laughs> kind of person. So I like, you know, I have the paper, the pen, pencil, whatever. Um, and like to write the person's name down. It's just I feel like um, 
especially in person, you want to kind of have this rapport. I'm sure over the course of years, people have given me fake names, okay, or, you know, if they want to give me a nickname. But you can see fine. right through yeah. that because I'll tell you why it, it, they can't fool me either, and I know they can't fool you. I know it. You know why? The, what those people don't realize? They're going to give you a fake name, but you're connecting with their real, authentic Energy, right. and you're going to get right. what you get and see what you see. So why? who cares if they give a fake name? You're still going to give them an amazing reading. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, it's true because, I mean, if people, like if, for instance, in the chat room, they want to go by, you know, Pink, Bun- Pink Bunny 27, that's fine. I still can read from from that, you know, and it doesn't really matter. I think the 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 most, one of the challenging things is, is people that come, or contact, and and you can feel them fighting. They're not completely open to experience. It's kind of like they have this attitude, um, you know, like prove it to me. And I call them out. Before, a long time ago, I wouldn't say anything. I'm like, uh. But now I'm like, there was an instance in the book with Brooke. Uh, she wasn't open. I was at the um, ladies' night, and I, I just told her. I'm like, you need to be open about it, about this experience. Because she was testing me, and that happens a lot with people. No, I shouldn't say a lot, because most of the people that come to me, you know, they're just so curious about what I'm going to bring forth for them. So, You yeah. are psychic, because I was just going to ask you, I was just on a precipice of asking you that question about people testing you, and you just said it before I could even ask you that. That's amazing. I've been tested too, you know. Nobody likes it, you know, but I have. Yeah. I have no problem with that, you know. But please don't call me for a test, you know. Call yes, me for a exactly. Or, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that happens. You know what I found out, too, though? There's, I mean, people want to ask certain things, but um, there's a, they don't want their name to be known or they don't want – I've heard this many times that people feel like, Psychics and mediums are into their personal information. They don't want you to see everything. They just want yeah. you to see what it is that you know this little dollop. And if you're if you know how you're getting pulled to something, you know, and like mm-hmm. it, it, you're getting pulled to say something, and sometimes they don't want to hear it. They don't want to say it. They don't want to seem like they're paranoid about it. And um, there was right. one time that. David was doing a reading and the lady was like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. No, no, no. But because she was not only was she blocked, but she also didn't want him to look further. She right. was throwing up her, she was throwing up her walls. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I get that. And, and then of course me as the wife, you know, you, you get, you get the hit in your solar plexus. It's like, Oh, you know, yeah. you, you try to stay out of it because, you know, this is, his lesson to learn or it's the 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 sitter's lesson to learn something and you try to stay out of it but you you do it's just kind of like you you start to get in protection mode. yeah yeah so yeah it's very true um pulling up uh very personal things they um around that person and i'll mention them and most of the time they will say yeah you know, that's happened or especially when you're touching on uh, like picking up on like abuse and uh, sexual abuse comes in really yes. strong, like the physical abuse. I I did a reading a few years ago that just came into my mind right now where 
um, I read, I was at a networking event at this posh burger place, you know, one of those gourmet places, and there was a handful of young women that found out it was psychic, so they wanted just quick readings that night. So I'm like, that's fine. I'll just take you individually, and you know, we read out. I read them the patio, but so. Um, you know, they they came across very professional, extremely educated. Um, you know, life had been good for them. <laughs> you know, their okay, families yeah. were, yeah, families were, you know, um, well comfortable. Too. And yeah. so, yeah. So I read for one who was getting married, so read for her, the next one, the next one. And I had the last one that came to me, and she was hesitant and sat down um and a lot of the people that I read for, they have no questions. I'll just take the first name and then just pull message from spirit to give it to them. And so I saw clairvoyantly lines of cocaine on a table. Wow. And I was told, and I was told that she had a cocaine problem, addiction problem. And I said, you have an addiction problem. I said, is it cocaine? Cause I keep seeing cocaine lines on the table. And, um, she says, she hesitated and she says, please don't tell my friends that are here with me tonight because they don't even know. And I've been friends with them since junior high school. And, oh, uh, she, yeah, she was, um, she, um, she was completely shocked that I was able to bring that forth. And then she looked at me and she says, I've relapsed. I've been in, um, uh, rehab several times before um, she's she was a local teacher. She says, I'm going back to the school year. Am I going to make it? And I said, I felt like she was going to end up in rehab again. And I felt, and I said, you know, we need to, the message is, I feel like you're going back to rehab, but we need to work on it and change your path, change your destiny. And, um, but yeah, that one completely shocked me because, yeah. <laughs> so there's been wow. many... Yeah, I've got a lot of stories, but um, yeah, that one just came to to mind about people's. You know, everybody has skeletons in their closets, things Absolutely. they wish. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, things that they wish they never had done or said, and and that's the that's the thread of being a human. You know. It is, and you know, as far as the readings go, testing. You know, I have empirical proof that this is authentic, so I don't doubt it, and. uh I've read for some people, and let's say a private phone reading. Oh, uh, you you smoke then, do you? And they said, uh, yeah, how'd you know? And I, could, I said, I can see it. You know? But I said, I'm not judging you for it. It's just a validation of the things I'm seeing. You know what I mean? And, you know, another thing I forgot to tell you that's in common, I did work for a, a psychic line myself in the beginning mm-hmm. just to get to practice of it, oh, and, yeah. and, and I had the owner of the site and two other people call me, you know, all oh, these people were the top psychics, they call, oh, I passed with flying colors, in fact one of them uh, was asking me questions, and then I asked her a question, I said you're doing this job that, you know, you're going to hire me for and this and that, and uh, I see you have a clean vegetarian diet, and this, oh yes, yes and I said, uh, you know, I, you know, I mean, I know this happened to you too. 
I said, oh, did you go to uh, Burger King today? Because I saw you going off the diet. And, <laughs> and she was saying, oh, I was hoping you wouldn't see that. I was hoping you wouldn't see that. And she said, yeah, you know. I mean, so that's that it happens. I'm sorry. I'm just saying what I'm seeing, you know. But uh, isn't that true? Uh, so I forgot to mention Yeah, that. Yes, I love I that, work, yeah. Uh, work for uh, a psychic line, too, in the beginning myself as well. But I'm going to ask you about... See, Cheryl is my support system. Cheryl is a psychic medium. We went to some event with Dorian Virtue, and she gave her the most amazing reading. Mm-hmm. But I asked my wife, but my wife says, no, I don't want to do it. I just wanted to be with you to see what, to understand what it's about. But I said, oh, my God, you got it. She said, you know what? I may have the gift, but I'm not going to use it. You're the user. I'm going to support you. So she's been mm-hmm. supporting me all, all the time. So now I'm asking you about, you have an amazing brother. Gosh darn. This guy is a, your brother is a saint. How, I, I can't understand, how can your sibling, your brother, what brought about him believing you, supporting you, and pushing you, and helping you to do this? He's an amazing person. Yeah, he really was. He was instrumental in getting me starting to, he said he was the one where he, they needed a reader at a local metaphysical bookstore, a, a bookstore I had been going to, for like 20 years, the owner did not know I was a psychic medium. I never told her. And so he's like, you need to go and interview. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. So I went and interviewed. I circled the parking lot a couple of times. I was sweating in the car. I was nervous. I went in there. She said, I've known you for over 20 years. I never knew that you were a psychic. And I said, yes, I, I've had gifts since I was five. So I read for her and another woman. End up working at the metaphysical bookstore like one day a week. It just what I I have such an adventurous side to me, so it just didn't fit, you know, for me. And um, so I was only there for a couple months, and then the psychic line, which I call psychic boot camp. And I encourage anybody who um, wants to start reading for other people. A psychic line, you never know what kind of calls you're going to get. It's all different situations. And um, I really feel like that really honed my skills. You learn to learn to communicate um, and you learn to um, really, I just feel like you're in, you become more in tune. Because it was back, to, you know, you've, you've had the experience back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back calls. Right. Oh, yeah. I know that. Uh, so talking about calls, are you willing to, let's just say, take a, a call right now that may have some questions or something and then get back to the yeah. interview again? Yeah, that's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take a caller. Um, let's see. I have caller area code 201, area code 201 you are on the air, Beyond the Gate Radio. Hello. Let's try this again. Okay. Hold on one second, everyone. Okay, that one is actually being just really strange. So we'll try to, we'll try another caller. We'll try another caller to see if we can get another caller on a line. 
I think the switchboard is acting a little strange, people. Strange. Yeah, it yeah. happened. <laughs> it's happened in my last two or three interviews. Yeah. It's that psychic energy. It always does yeah, something it's... on the shows. Let's go ahead and continue uh, with the interview until I can okay. get the caller on the line. All right. The 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 net is acting really strange. So let's go ahead and continue. What else is new? So, uh, so, Marie, uh, do you have like? I know you have a lot. Can you just pick out one, maybe amazing reading you did, or something that shocked you, or shocked the the sitter, or something? Something you know, and then yeah, and after that, I'm gonna ask you about a little bit about law enforcement. You know, not a lot. Okay. So, what what kind of reading is memorable for you? I had a call, a client contact me regarding some uh, spirits in her apartment. Wanted me to come by and take a look, so I said fine, and went down. Um, I don't work with any previous information at all. I just work best with that. And went into her apartment, went straight to a back bedroom area and, um, you know, told her that there was a child there before that was being um, abused there in that room. I could just feel it, pointed to the section where the bed was, described, and she um, really validated everything because she hated going into that room and she would get like overcome with emotions, with tears, and and um, and then in the process, I also found, uh, saw a grandmother spirit walking up and down uh, like a hallway in the apartment. She valid the woman also validated that because she saw the spirit herself, but. The thing that really that I'll never forget is on the way out, she said, since you're here, do you mind if you can contact um, my uncle that passed away? And I said, I will absolutely. Um, There's no guarantee that particular person will come through. Sat on the couch with her. Uncle was describing, the uncle in spirit was describing a home that he lived in and uh, describing the outdoors the front yard uh, with the cactuses and an old rusty car there and other things. And then all of a sudden the uncle told me to tell the client that her father was going to commit suicide. Oh, my goodness. Very soon and that he was uh, was concerned about him and that he wanted to make sure that she called her father to check on him. He also told me the father... Uh, lived in a home. He rented a room uh, by an older woman, and that's where he lived. And so I was looking at the client and, like, thinking to myself, what do I do? Right. So I said, "Um, you will not believe, you know, what I'm being told. And I said, you just need to take this information. And I said, your uncle is concerned that your father is going to commit suicide very soon. And I said, he described, um, showed me the house. He rents a room from the older woman. And the client validated it. She said, my father rents a room from an older woman in a city about three uh, three hours away from here. And she said, she looked at me and she's like, Marie? And I go, what? She says, I wouldn't doubt that because my father is a recovering heroin addict and he actually has 
attempted um, a suicide before. So I said, well, I'm just giving you the information. Please call him. So this was on a Friday night. On Sunday morning, I get a call from the client's uh, brother and said, you'll never guess where she went this morning. And I go, where? And he said that she just drove to go to her father's house, that her father attempted suicide on Saturday night, the very next night after the reading with her. After the reading. Oh, my after goodness. The, yeah, so here... Uh, the uncle and spirit knew everything that was going to be going on and forewarned the client um, about the father attempting to take his life. Father was in the hospital for about a week or so, they said, and then um, he made um, a recovery from that. But that one still stays with me. Wow. Totally amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow. No, no, for... You know, when when you do these things, you know, you don't realize how many people you have helped or what goes on in the background. You're you're fortunate that you were contacted and was able to follow up a little bit on that. But some of the cases or many of the cases that you talk to people about, you don't know if people actually took your advice or listened to you or did or didn't or whatever and what the results were, you know. But I'm saying, I'm saying now that you can't help everybody because... When you give a reading, you can't tell a person what to do. You can only give them advice. And, you know, the future's mm-hmm. not written in stone. If they don't listen to your advice and they say, well, it didn't come true, well, you changed something, and it's, yeah, I did. Well, okay, there it is. You know, But it's not up to you, though, to tell them what they want to hear. It's what they need to hear. And they have to walk their path. You can't walk it for them. Otherwise, how can they learn? So that's why I believe Earth is a school, you know. Uh and then there's law enforcement. Yeah, you know, yeah, me too. I know I, I was contacted on certain cases by people, other psychics, detectives, police officers, and things of that nature. And uh, I'm sure you have too. So is there anything you can tell us, you know, maybe just a little bit about it or whatever, if you're allowed to, about anything in law enforcement that you did or missing persons or something? Climbs. Yeah, I I have um, several police officers on my client list. They call me uh, regarding cases and then also their own private lives. Um, attorneys. Um, I have an FBI agent. So, um, you know, as you know, clients run the full gamut. But the cases, some of the cases, I'll actually there's been cases in the news that. You know, we there are so many things going on that are tragic um, situations with people, and some of them just they'll bother me for days. <laughs> so I'll actually I'll work on them uh, privately, and I'll actually um, do a reading and then contact them through um, you know like a crime watchers and give them the information. And then I also work with law enforcement directly that that contact me. I also have family members that uh, will contact me regarding missing person case or upcoming um, criminal trial, things like that. So a majority, I never hear back. <laughs> it's basically I give them information, and I never hear back on them. Same thing with so. me, so it's not just me then. Okay, so yeah. I'm not alone. You know, you're right. It doesn't matter. I read for, you know, like a... 
a federal judge that's in charge of a whole state and two districts. Mm-hmm. That's the union president for two unions. I'm not going to say her name or the state because, you know, our ethics come to place for right. privacy and all that. And, you know, we promise people that. But uh, all the psychiatrists, uh, mm-hmm. doctors, scientists, lawyers, police officers, uh, or anybody from any walk of life, believe it or not, even if they just try it once, they will come to see you <laughs> and you know I said really you're you're a psychiatrist you're a scientist you don't believe in that stuff well I've had experiences and I just yeah. wanted to check it out just to you know just to cover all the all the corners you know and don't you find that that, that, that you have those type of people come to you that you wouldn't expect like really like yeah. you know even you know celebrities or the housewife or house husband, anybody, mm-hmm. any human being, it doesn't matter. They all come to us, don't they, from time yeah. to time? Yeah, I attract a lot of people in law enforcement, um, also also uh, people employed in the medical field, physicians, um, administrators, nurses, I a lot of um, teachers. I... You know, it's just all walks of life. It really is. Um, and I think that a lot of people, and I've done, um, my celebrity list is growing. It's basically word word of mouth. Um, and confidentiality is huge with me. I do share a lot of stories. I don't mention people's names. So, um, and, but they're looking, that, that's, it's really about being human, you know, are wanting to know what are the possibilities for my life. What, you know, I can have all the faith in the world, but I need uh, to possibly, you know, go to a psychic and and um, find out, you know, what they do see for my own life and a possible outcome. I I, I guide people, but I I'm my clients do decide on what is the best. Um, you know, way Choice. to continue yeah. living their life. Yeah, I, I don't make decisions for people, and I, I, I'm being placed in that situation more than once. And I'm like, you need to really take these messages and uh, pray on it, meditate, whatever you need to do, and and make the best possible decision in your life. So that's because that's, you do not edit anything. It's uh-uh, unethical. No. <laughs> you uh-uh. tell them exactly what you hear, good or bad. You know, good, bad, mm-hmm. the ugly, like it or not, you're you're obligated to not edit, but to actually tell them what needs to be said, whether they like it or not. And and that exactly. really does help them. It may not, it may seem to hurt some people, but in reality, that's what they needed to hear because that's what spirit is telling you. Spirit trusts you to pass a message, and you trust spirit to give the good message, and you give the message, and wow, man. But you know, even some of those people that have these deep issues, I'm sure it's helped them to some extent, especially if they listen to it because they realize after they hung up with you or, or left your space that, you know what, she's right. <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> yeah, I had um, a woman call me regarding a new man that she met, and I just started getting physically sick. And um, I just... 
I was like, no, don't trust this. I just told her, I said, I don't trust this guy. I'm getting very nervous. How much do you know this guy? Um, and I said, I'll just tell you like it is. I would not get in the car with this guy. <laughs> and she was upset and um, because it wasn't what she wanted to hear. It didn't come to find out. She met him in a bar. And oh, she wow. didn't even know. He gave her a name. And she says, I don't even think it's his real name. But, you know, I really want to go out with him. And I'm like, that's your choice. But I'll tell you what, if it was me, I would uh, meet him in a public place. And I would tell 20 of your closest friends. And write down, you know, and text his license plate number to your friend. Absolutely. Because I just felt, I just felt like he was up to no good. See, wow, that that is a great service to people. And, and if they listen or not, if they listen, great. If they didn't listen and they had a close call or something, then they're going to listen next time. And then they're going to tell everybody. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can mention anything a little bit about, I mean, no, this is not about me, it's about you, but I, I, I see you, uh, okay, I see Jesus and Mother Mary, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, and others around you, and I also see you doing this and going up, 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 being very, very successful, and then I see you being overwhelmed, and I also see you being you know what, I need to teach you stuff and being a teacher because you are a natural teacher of this. I know what your thoughts are on it, but I just had to tell you that. That's I see you as a Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm so happy that you do see Jesus, Mary, and archangels around me. I do. Um, this is just me personally. People are curious. Uh, you know, a lot of times with my religious or spiritual beliefs and um I have clients from all walks of life, um, all religions and cultures, et cetera, et cetera. And I do pray uh, to several saints and um, also, you know, Mary and God prefer the protection while I do this. There's been many times, when, especially when I started, where I felt, wow, should I should be doing this? I, I don't want to jeopardize my... Um, you know, from going to heaven, you know, I wrestled with it. So I finally got to the point where I asked God, I'm like, if you don't want me doing this type of, you know, of you know, sharing my gift, then don't bring me any more clients. And what he did was he gave me even more clients. So, but it's, um, yeah, I love, I would love to teach, um, you know, your words uh, have touched me because I do eventually want to teach others, um, you know, how to use their own, I feel like everybody's intuitive to some degree. There are some people out there, it's just just, their ability, their gift is on fire, you know, and it's very intense. Um, But everybody should listen to their own intuitiveness uh, in their daily life. I believe that because we all have it naturally. It's innate ability that we all have, and, and some people... It's awakened, and they trust it. And some people, they're not mm-hmm. sure if it's coincidence. And some people, it lies dormant because they don't use it as often, but they, it can be awakened. We all have it. It's all natural because on the other side, we're all psychic anyway, naturally. And as far as following a, a religion, the creed and dogma and everything mm-hmm. that's taught, that's too mm-hmm. narrow. There's nothing wrong with religion, but you need to think outside the box. That's spirituality. 
covers all religions. Like, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, I've read for people all around the world, you know, China and the uh, Middle East and everything, and they say, oh, oh, yeah, I see Muhammad or I see somebody. And you are seeing him. Well, a Catholic or somebody said there's no such thing as there's only Jesus. But you know what? No. If you believe in that, there is a spirit on that side that will show you as them if it helps you improve the life and, and whatever, then they do exist, you know. And, and right. that's my belief system that, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are. If you pray to Buddha or, or somebody, and even though Buddhism is not really a religion, it's just a belief system. But if you, you know, use, go to them for your troubles or whatever, they will be there for you. They, I mean, heaven, you know, has the uh, uh, immutable beautiful love and openness for every human being so there's always somebody there for you no matter who it is you talk to you know whether it's good or um, I hate to say the dark side because Mm -hmm, they both exist because we can't exist without night and day good and bad you know and all that stuff do you feel that uh, Marie that uh you know, it's nobody's fault but our own for the good and bad, but also good and bad was created naturally for a balance because, you know, if there was just white, then there would be nothingness, or there was a start, there would be nothingness, but you have a balance of it. You, you know, you, we need to uh, continue to stay busy, to engage, to grow, and, and we need, you know, something. The wheels need to keep turning for us to have a purpose. So, you know, you don't blame the bad on anything. We just learn from it, maybe. Am I getting that in your Mm -hmm. camp? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that there's definitely good and bad. I feel like good and bad resides in all of us. And it's like a daily daily consciousness of, you know, we're tempted every single day. I mean, uh, going to a store, you know, I don't want to pay for that $135 purse. Okay, so it's that... (laughs) You know, it's like that yin-yang, good and bad, and I feel like that also that there's some people that I have met that it's just, I just feel so much uh, darkness and evil energy from them. Um, it'll actually, I'll start, I feel like I'm choking. Well, next time you go amazing. to a, a coach store, then bring cash, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like... Uh, yeah, so I mean, I've I've read. Uh, I was referred a client um, a while back, and the woman was a client of mine. She's like, um, I just need you to tell, let you know, um, the woman I'm sending you is into witchcraft, and I know you don't like that, and and I'm like, you know, it's fine with me. I'll be completely fine. Don't worry. I mean, I am very non-judgmental. I mean. I mean, you can tell after reading the book. I'm, I'm, I've gone to some pretty unorthodox, controversial events. You know, some people would think. But um, so I was at my kitchen table. The woman uh, called me. She says, "I can't find your place." And I said, "Well, I'll walk down. I'll meet you there." So I'm walking to my front door, and I'm getting. I'm walking a little bit further. All of a sudden, I hear a voice said, "You're going to be talking to God." to her today and I'm like what you're going to be talking to God to her today and I'm like okay whatever you need me to do so a woman came up 
we're in my kitchen table. She's asking about a relationship, and uh, she's having difficulty with a teenage son. Um, and then was I was kind of waiting for her next question, and she was looking down, taking notes, and it was um, silence for a moment or two. She looked up, and it looked like she didn't even blink, and her eyes were just focused on mine. And she said, out of the blue, who is your God? And, um, wow. yeah, I, I mean, I looked at her and I'm like, you know, I'm like, here's like, you know, you know, religion class 101, <laughs> spirituality 101, you know, and I'm right. just like, well, my God is. And I explained how I saw our creator and what I believed in and um, told her about a Christian radio station that, you know, is really filled with a lot of positivity. And I said, you know, you should really start listening to that because some of the words are absolutely beautiful to some of those songs. She wrote it all down, and it was the end of the session. But I have so many stories that just, yeah, I'll never forget. But that was one of them. Totally weren't even talking about religion, spirituality, nothing. It was like we were talking about her relationship. She was having difficulty with a living boyfriend, her teenage son. And all of a sudden, she looked up and looked at me and said, who's your God? I'm like, whoa, here I was just, you know, 15 minutes earlier walking, you know, to greet her, I was told that I was going to talk to her about God. So, well, I think we've all experienced God in, in our own way. You know, mm-hmm. I have through meditation and all, and I've seen, you know, like Jesus and Mother Mary and, and the archangels and, and things like that, either in meditation or readings or whatever. But, you know, now we got to talk about the dark side. I just have to throw out a couple things in case I forget so I'm just going to throw them all out, and then if we get to them, we get to them. If we don't, we don't. But, no, this is something that's seldom talked about with psychics and mediums, you know, because it's, it's all kitty cats and rainbows and angels, and, you know. <laughs> but I've had... Now, <laughs> now, David, you have read my book. You know I'm not purple <laughs> dolphins and, um, right. and, and seashells. <laughs> not you. Not you. That's why I'm asking. I trust you. But I've had some mediums come to me, oh, I don't need to learn to take a course in mediumship because I'm a medium. I said, well, you need to know how they work so you can be safe. No, I don't need to know that. And I don't know how many people teach that, but they do teach protection, even though they don't teach about the dark side. Even though I've studied angelology and demonology and all aspects, and I've had paranormal investigators come to me for advice and all psychics and mediums from the kitchen table to the Hollywood come to me for advice and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I know it's important. Otherwise I wouldn't be asked all these all this time. Uh, So there's just, I'm going to just ask you a few questions because I, I won't remember it. Okay. And you don't, if you don't get through it all, that's okay. But no, this is seldom talked about but it's very interesting, and it's something, it's like a mystery that people don't know about. And I'm not going to put you on the spot, I promise you. I just want to know, uh, you know, you know, and you can say whatever you want. doesn't start anywhere. It's, it's interesting. It's not Halloween, but it's, it's real. It's real. First of all, hell, yeah. is, hell isn't for humans. Hell is for, you know, fallen angels, demons, or whatever you want to call it. That's what it's for. People can try to, you know, conjole you and tell you that that's where you're going to do something wrong, but we can't do anything wrong because God gave us, if we can do the limits and something is perceived as wrong, then that means it's okay to do it because we're here in school to learn, right? But I can't walk through walls, so God did, meant that to, 
you know, uh, that wasn't meant to be by God, you know, giving us whatever limitations we have so we can't walk through the wall, so we're not allowed to do that. But if we can kill somebody or or be satanist or whatever, you know, uh, we can do that. God allows us to do that because how can we learn and grow unless we experience, and that's the only way we can learn and grow through experience. Mm -hmm. So, uh, okay, yes, I have seen a couple times demons, and I didn't deal with it. And, you know, I've gotten rid of ghosts. I sent them to the light and all that stuff. I had mediums come to me and said, I wish I listened to you because I tried to get rid of these ghosts. And, and even though I'm a medium, I wasn't trained, and they followed me home, and they put me out of bed, did this and did that. Or I went to somebody's house, and, ooh, it feels nasty. I mean, have you had okay, – let me just make it easy. Have you had any encounters with the dark side? Yeah, I have. And it's I don't go looking for it. I do not go looking for oh, it. Oh, I, I need to why, believe me. No. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm huge on my on, on self-protection. I also do some other things. I make a, a special concoction of some things I, I do. But um, I just feel like just because of where I'm at, I'm in uh, public with sometimes these events have 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 people. And, you know, not everybody is, um, you know, Cinderella and Prince Charming that comes and sits with me. So I have to be very uh, cautious. There's people that I've read for that I felt so uncomfortable with. And, um, but, yeah, there is so many things. There's, um, I did a event at a historical cemetery last year for the Day of the Dead, a Hispanic uh, culture event. Uh, and I could feel the energy miles before I even got there. And it was in a section of town I've never gone to. And uh, I've driven through maybe years ago, but I could feel the energy. And that event, I started feeling really um, sick to my stomach. I started getting dizzy. It was, it, you could just feel the energy. And um, I was there for for hours and when stopped over and visited my brother for a while. And then he remarked later on the next day, he said, did you have like spirits following you home? Because I'm going to tell you when you left, um, he said the dresser knocked over. He was like having paranormal oh my experiences. Yeah. And I said, you know, let me come over. So, you know, we staged open doors, prayer and everything, but he, he felt presences after I left. So, but yeah, there was, um, uh, one of my, a story, my mom loves a story with, I'm not a huge fan of horror films and, and, that's just the way it is. I, I get scared extremely easy, and people find that comical because I'm a medium and I talk to the deceased, but I don't like the blood and gore, and it just it's just me. I don't particularly care for it. But I did a horror film festival several years ago, and a woman who reminded me of Liz Taylor was selling jewelry across from me at a vendor table, and she came over for a reading. And... Uh, of course, they never have questions. <laughs> whatever you pick up, you know, whatever I need to hear from spirit. So I, um, I 
told her, I said, I'm so sorry that um, I'm receiving messages that you, you helped a man uh, with his career. It's like you got him started with the career, loaned him a little bit of money, and I'm hearing that he took uh, like full advantage of you. <laughs> like, And um, I said, I'm really sorry you did that. And she says, oh, I know who you're talking about. She says, me and my husband helped him with his photography business, and we actually helped him with a website, business cards, got him started, loaned a little bit of money, and uh, she says he basically took us for a ride. So, And then I'm going to change the name in the story because um, of confidentiality. So um, I wrote the name um, Bill down on my paper. And I said, who's Bill? And she's like, that's the man that took advantage, you know, of me and my husband. So I kept going into the energy. She was just sitting there quietly, just staring at me, and I'm going into the man's energy. And I, I'm describing, I said, you know, I see him in a, um, a room. It's all gray. It looks like floors. And all the walls are gray. And he's sitting down in the center, and it's cold. And I'm like, he lost his mind. Oh, oh, he lost okay. his mind. He <laughs> lost his mind. He's he's crazy. He's all lost his mind. Oh my gosh, he's on a lot of medications, and you know he's mentally gone. And I kept going into the and I'm relaying all this information to her, and I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about this guy's energy. He's making me scared. Oh my god, and I'm just like my heart is racing. I'm breathing really heavy. And I said, I'm backing up. I'm backing up out of this guy's energy. And um, and then I just looked at her and I go, who in the hell is Bill? Who is this guy? And she said, well, that's the man that we helped. And he is on death row right now. He is a serial, he is oh a serial killer. Wow. Yeah. So here, yeah. So now I'm getting goosebumps. So. He's probably standing in right in back of me because he did pass away. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I was picking up on the spirit. And, um, yeah, and here I was. The woman didn't stop me. And I asked her, I said, I wish you would have stopped me. You know, but here was somebody that did not believe. I really felt like she didn't believe until I started telling her all this stuff. But um, that story still stays with me. Found out, you know, he was a serial killer, very well known in the papers. Um, and what was strange was he came to me, I'm not saying it, it was a dream because it wasn't a dream. I was laying in bed and I saw him hovering above my bed and he says, and he was very friendly to me and he says, I just want to tell you goodbye. I just want to say goodbye and thank you. And not less than three weeks later, I said, I'm going to Google this man and find out what happened. And he had um, he had died in prison. Wow. So he took, he took his own life. So here he was. A couple weeks before he took his own life, he came to me. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, things like that just, I mean, it's still like, you know, just telling you that story. I'm just like, oh, you know, but... I don't go looking for it. I'm not the type of person that. Um, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I just, I, I just agree. don't do that. I just, you know, I, I just feel like that's just not my. I mean, if people have paranormal experiences in their homes, I will come out. I will do a blessing, clearing. Uh, 
got a call from a man uh, in Phoenix, said that they had experiences in their home where the bed, the end of the bed was being lifted up and dropped during the night, making noises throughout the house when they're sleeping. So we're talking on the phone, and I said, well, I can come out. And then all of a sudden I said, wait a minute. So I feel presence with spirit. They'll stand usually on my left-hand side and sometimes on my right. And I said, I have a very large man next to me. I said, I'm not exaggerating. This man looks like he's at least four or 500 pounds, dark hair, dark eyes. And I said, he is not happy. And I said, let me find out what he needs. And so he was telling me, the spirit was telling me that he was related to his girlfriend, the living girlfriend, and was very upset. So I'm relaying all this to the man on the phone. I said, he's very upset because when he was alive, your girlfriend, like, discredited him. Like, he, um, the people in the family would say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Just be quiet. And um, I said, it's him. He's come back, and that's his way of getting back at you. Um, so the guy on the phone was really, he got scared because of the information I was telling him, and he says, well, I'll find out. I don't know. And then I called him back just to follow up about 10 days later or so. And I said, did you talk to your girlfriend? Do you want me to come out? And he says, you know, uh, I validated everything with my girlfriend. Everything that you said was true. Um, She was very mean to her brother when he was living and never listened to him and uh, he says, but we haven't had any, any more experiences, which I knew they were lying. They just, they were scared. So I said, well, if you need me, just, you know, give me a call and I'll, I'll drive out to you. So, but yeah, it's things like that, that stories like that stay with me forever. Cause For they're sure. so intense. Yeah, they they're are. intense. I know. I'm sure we've all had things like that with ghosts and spirits. You no, know, those, some people called ghost whispers and they may communicate with ghosts. But, you know, like a friend of Jean Fran Prack said that she could see ghosts, but not crossover spirits. And then I had somebody says, oh, yeah, I connect with deceased loved ones as crossed over, but not ghosts. Yet you and I both see all of it. So everybody's different, you know. And right. mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a few things I wanted to say because we just have a few minutes left, but you no. Know, Clairvoyance is clear seeing, clear audience. You can hear the spirit talking to you, clear cognizance. You know, it's like somebody sending you thoughts into your head, and clear sentience means you have clear feeling, which I, I know you have clear sentience too, which is a medium consensus when spirits or ghosts are present and those who are feelings and personalities or knows the same thing about a reader, a sitter that you're reading for. And then there's clear aliens or some people call it Claire Gustin's, which is the ability to pick up smells, which people that are mm-hmm. even psychic can smell tobacco, perfume. And then last is Claire Ambience, which I believe is uh, a rarer is psychic taste, you know. But I believe you have uh, Claire Sentience besides Claire, you know, uh, Claire Audience and Clairvoyance. You can sense medical things and feelings of people, which is amazing. And, you know, I don't want to embarrass you or anything like that, but I have uh, some celebrity TV psychics that have shows, 
take it medium step. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask him to <laughs> to get you on the show because you got to be there because you're really good and I re- rarely say that, but you deserve that, you know. So maybe I'm just a cock in the wheel. I don't know. People have helped me before like that too, and I really. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that, and, and then so why do some uh, mediums see only one or the other and why can somebody like you and I see everything you know is is it just the ability that we're given for the reason for our path or what is it I don't, I don't know never I really that. do I feel like this is um, you know like I mentioned before intuitiveness is 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 like a divine <laughs> you know gift that everybody has but it, it's just like any other like playing a musical instrument or painting a picture it it really varies in between people, and some of um, of us have some of us have have definitely the divine spiritual gift, um, you know, really bestowed upon us. And I really do feel like it can't be learned from a book; it has to be given at birth, and that's just the way I feel. And I um, I feel deeply moved that I was given this. Um, I'm very uh, like humble, and I use it to my to the highest good for the people that come to me and understand that it, it's kind of loaned. <laughs> it's on loan like a, a library card. Well, our and, spirit, uh, spirit guides help us too, don't they? Like on the Flintstones, oh. Fred Flintstone had kazoo, <laughs> even though he's an alien, but that's kind of like a spirit guide, right? Yes, even Fred Flintstone had, had experiences. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Well, thank you so very much. I know we don't have much time left. I just want to thank both of you so much for having the, given me this opportunity to join you. I've had a great time. Good. And before we go, two things. First thing is everybody has the ability, but to a certain extent, you can teach somebody to become a psychic or a medium to open up yourself, but they may not be as good as you, but they can do it because you're born with it. And maybe they were born to be uh, America's you know, next top idol singer or something like that. Well, that's one thing. That's that, that's their path. But the other thing is that um, uh, here I go. I forgot. So I forgot. Okay. So what what's coming up? Just give us your website, your book, and your next book, and uh, just tell us everything. Check out the book on Amazon.com. RSVP from Heaven on Kindle and paperback. Website Marie. St. Louis, spell it all the way out, S-A-I-N-T-L-O-U-I-S.com. Thank you, Marie. You'll be hearing from us and hopefully somebody else. Thank you for being on the show. You are an amazing psychic medium and a human being. You are. Thank you so much for being here, and we'd like to have you on again in the future. Yes. For sure. Love to join you. Yeah, thank you very much. You guys are great. I just Thanks. felt like I was sitting in your living room. <laughs> yeah, I will. I would love to come back. Well, thank we would you. love to have you. We definitely would love to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much, and thank you to all our faithful listeners. And eventually we're going to get this on YouTube as well, and we've already put it on Twitter and Facebook. So everybody enjoy the Memorial Weekend. God bless you. May your life be wonderful. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. David Baker, host, Sherell Baker, co-host, and Marie St. Louis, amazing, fantastic author, teacher, and psychic medium. Get her book, RSVP from Heaven. Get it now. It is a good book. Great read. 
great week. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we night. look forward to your next book in the series. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> yes. Like I will get on that. It'll be out hopefully next year. Like the Psychic Twins, our friends and guests always say, we'll see you in the future. In the future. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Good night. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And to all of our listeners in chat and to all of our listeners online, we are sorry that we were unable to get to you. For some reason, there was some type of malfunction with um, pulling the callers in. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're interested in um, having a reading with her, check out her website and um, get in contact with her. She's an amazing, amazing medium and psychic. David, I hope you have a wonderful night. Great. Thank you. Good night. Nice drill.